praise your holy name. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, praise the Lord. If you have a Bible, just remain standing for the reading of the word of the Lord. Mark chapter 7. Begin at verse 1. Mark chapter 7, beginning at verse 1. Then came together unto him. Pharisees, and certain of the scribes which came from Jerusalem. And when they saw some of his disciples eat bread with defiled, that is to say, with unwashed hands, they found fault. For the Pharisees and all the Jews, except they wash their hands, oft eat not, holding the tradition of the elders. But they come from the market, except they wash, they eat not. And many other things there be, which they have received to hold as the washing of cups and pots, brazen vessels, and of tables. Then the Pharisees and scribes asked him, Why walk not thy disciples according to the tradition of the elders? But eat bread with unwashing hands. He answered and said unto them, Well hath Isaiah prophesied of you hypocrites, as it is written, This people honoreth me with their lips, but their hearts is far from me. Howbeit in vain do they worship me, teaching for the doctrines of the commandments of men. For laying aside the commandment of God, ye hold the tradition of men as the washing of pots and cups and many other such like these ye do. And he said unto them, Full well ye reject the commandment of God that ye may keep your own tradition. And by the help of the Holy Ghost this morning, just for a couple of minutes, I want to minister on this thought. His commandments over tradition. Tradition. Let's put down our Bibles. Let's lift up our hands and our voices. Let's call upon the name of the Lord. Dear Father, we love you this day, dear God. We thank you, Lord, for another opportunity to stand in your house. Dear God, and a call upon your holy and righteous and mighty name, dear Lord. Oh, we come, Lord, before you, Lord, humbly, Lord. We don't come proud. We don't come puffed up and arrogant, Lord. For we know, Lord, it was only your spirit, oh God, that drew us here. It's only by your grace and your mercy that we have breath in our bodies, oh Lord, and that we are in our right minds. Oh, Lord, we come to honor you. 
We've come to praise you. More importantly, Lord, we've come to obey you, Lord, and apply your word to our lives, dear God. We love you, Jesus. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for your mercy. Thank you for your love that you bestowed upon us. Oh, God, we give you all of the glory and all of the honor this day. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. And everybody say amen. You can be seated this morning in the house of the Lord. His commandments over tradition. You find out that you run into people and it is very well understood that People have a certain way of doing things. We've learned from those before us, generations before us, of how to do things. Some things good, and if we're going to keep it honest this morning, some things are very bad. We have learned from what we have seen and what we've heard. And you'll find out that one of the hardest things for people to do is to have an open mind to the fact that what they are doing and what they are holding on to could very well be causing things to fall apart in their life. You'll find out that we all want good. We all want positivity. We all want the blessings of God. Amen? I think it's safe to say that we all want heaven. Now, I know we got more than three people here this morning. We ain't got, we ain't got that member. I know we got more than three people. Amen? I'm going to say it again. I believe we all want heaven. Amen. I believe that people want to end up in heaven. That they want good things. We understand that every good and every perfect gift comes from above. From the Father of lights in whom there is no variableness, no shadow of turning. That means that he was good yesterday, he was good the day before, he was good last year, and he is good this morning, amen? Despite how I feel physically, amen? Despite what I'm going through, despite what awaits me when I get back home, one thing is true, and that is God is good. God is good. God's word is good for us. Amen. If I grab a hold of it and I apply it to my life, God's word is good to me. Amen. The psalmist said it like this. He said, thy word has quickened me. Amen. In other words, he was saying, your word has made me alive. Amen. Your word has breathed life inside of me. Can I tell you this morning, there's nothing that will pick you up from the muck and from out of the mire the way that the Word of God will. 
There is nothing that will grab a hold of me, amen, and take me off of a path that is leading me to destruction and put me on a path that will lead me to everlasting life. Can I tell you this morning, I come to magnify God's word, amen. I come to magnify it above everything else that we could ever come in contact with. Can I tell you, the Word of God is not some ordinary book, amen? It's not a novel, amen? It's not uh, some suspense uh, novel, amen? But God's Word, there is life in God's Word, amen? And if there's anything that I want to come and proclaim this morning, that is, I need the Word of God, amen? I need God's word. I need God's commandments. I need God's statutes. I've come to find out that I need to do it the way that God says do it. Amen. If I want things to come together in my life for the good, i got to have a made up mind. I'm letting go of the will. And I'm saying, Jesus, you take over. Jesus, you lead. Jesus, you drive this thing. Anybody come this morning and just hold your hands in the air and surrender us and say, Lord, I've tried for so long and I've only made a mess of things. But here I am on this Sunday morning and I'm lifting up my hands. I'm lifting up my voice and I'm saying, Jesus, I need you to lead me. Jesus, I need you to guide this thing. Lest it fall apart. His word is good. His way is good. But oftentimes, us holding on to our own doings and what we've learned and what appears to be right to us kind of collides with what God is trying to establish in our life. And we have a hard time seeing it his way. We have a hard time letting go of what we have believed to be right for so long. But if I want salvation, if I want to be saved, there are some things that I'm going to have to let go of. There are some ways that I'm going to have to let go of. And I'm going to have to admit to myself that I don't know what I think I know. Can I tell you, there's a lot of religious people in our world today, amen? You'll find out that people, because of their upbringing, and maybe they had some kind of experience with religion, but can I tell you something? Religion in Jesus is not the same thing. Let me go ahead and point this out to you. It was religion, religion that spit on him. It was religion that crucified him. Can I tell you, this is not religion, amen. This is an experience with the Almighty God, amen. And at the end of the day, I don't want to learn how to say cliches. I don't want to learn how to speak the lingo. I want to be changed in Jesus' name. I don't want to learn how to go around talking about, amen, how I'm blessed and highly favored, honey, because if my 
name is not written in the Lamb's book of life. It don't matter how much I got in the bank account. It doesn't matter where what I'm driving. I'm still going to lose when it's all said and done. Can I tell you, I don't want religion. I don't want tradition. I want Jesus Christ. Amen. I want to experience with the Almighty God. Anybody came for an experience, amen, with the Almighty God. I need God, amen, to step down from heaven. I need God to lay his hands on me. I need God to bring me out of my dysfunction and out of my chaos and bring me into his church. So we pick up here the book of Mark chapter 7. What we have here is often you have religious folks. You had so-called know-it-alls. You had individuals. Have you ever met people that just know everything and that you can't tell them nothing? And the stuff they're spitting out of their mouth, you know they don't know nothing. But you can't tell them that they don't know nothing, amen? Because in their minds, they know everything, amen? And you'll find out that you had nothing more than know-it-alls, amen? That truth was standing in front of them, amen? Truth robed in flesh was standing in front of them. And because they thought they knew it all, amen, and because they had an idea of how they thought it was supposed to be done, amen, they rejected truth time and time again. Can I tell you that it is possible that you could be brushing shoulders with eternity? You could be looking right at truth, but because I'm so stubborn and because I got it figured out, I'm, I'm completely blinded to the fact that this is truth. Can I tell you, friend, I don't want to be blinded this morning, amen. I want to see it the way that it is, amen. And why, if I'm going to see it the way that it is, I must come before God like a little child and say, Lord, I don't know nothing. I need you to teach me, Lord. I need you to show me, Lord. I need you to lead me, Lord, because at the end of the day, I don't want to be lost. I want to be saved, amen. I want to be delivered. I want to make heaven my home. And you have individuals that found fault in everything. Everything that Jesus was doing, everything that he was establishing or trying to establish, they found fault. And you also, I'm sure we know people that all they can do is find fault with something. That you could be very well doing something good, amen? Listen, all he did, amen, was open blind eyes. All he did, amen, was heal lame legs. All he did was unstop deaf ears. All he did was wash away people's sins. And you'll find out that each and every time they have something to say, amen. Who is this, amen, that forgives sins, amen. Don't you know can't nobody but God forgive sins? Well, 
well, duh, if he's forgiven sins, that should have let you know that you are in encounter with the Almighty God. Somebody needs to understand, amen, that God is in this house, amen. I feel him in this, let you know. You can have your sins washed away, amen. You can be filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost, amen. You can have your name written down in the Lamb's Book of Life. I didn't come to the house of the Lord to find fault with anything. I came to the house of the Lord to receive everything that God has given out. I heard you giving out peace, Lord. Well, I'm here for peace. I heard you giving out the Holy Ghost, amen. And wholesale, I'm here to receive what you have for me. Let me see. And it's religious folks that always are finding fault with something. Trying to find fault. Well, it shouldn't be done that way. I don't know what's going on in that church down there. Well, you know what? You're speaking the truth because the chances are what God's doing is passing you by. I don't see nothing but right, amen. I feel good, amen, right now. I feel good with what I feel right now, amen. I feel the Holy Ghost, amen. I don't feel no fault with that, amen. When I hear the songs of Zion being played up in song, you know what? I want to get involved, amen. I want to open up my mouth. I want to lift up my voice. I felt good before I got out here. I felt the Holy Ghost back in the prayer room, amen, praying. And God was letting me know, I'm here. I'm here to meet a need. I came expecting this morning. I don't know about anybody else. Did you come expecting for your need to be met? Did you come expecting for God to speak into your life and cause things to be turned around. I believe if I'm expecting that, I need to respond that way. Amen. I need to get my hands in the air. I need to lift up my voice and I need to let God know I know you're here and I know you're going to do exactly what your word says. I don't find nothing wrong with this. I feel good. This is my safe place, amen. I feel good here. He said, the name of the Lord is a strong tower. Let the righteous run into it. They are safe. Can I tell you something? God has established in the earth a place of refuge. He have established in the earth, amen, a place where we can come, amen, and we can be safe, amen, from the outside elements, amen, from the atmosphere that is trying to destroy and trying to tear our lives apart, amen. Can I tell you I'm thankful for the house of the Lord this morning? And I don't know about anybody else. I'm not looking for an opportunity not to come to church. I'm looking for more opportunities to have more church. David said, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go unto the house of the Lord. One thing I desire, and that will I seek after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life. This is where I want to be. This is where I want to stay. This is where. I find my joy and my peace. And so, 
And they observed the disciples eating bread without washing hands. And so the Bible says that they come to Jesus. And they want to know, why is it that your disciples hold not the tradition of the elders? As they are washing, as they are eating without washing their hands, why don't they hold to the tradition of the elders? And the Bible says that Jesus begins to explain to them that Isaiah spoke of you all. He spoke of you all and how that you are nothing more than hypocrites. For the longest, that word hypocrite, I often wondered what it meant, but when you really look into it, it means someone that is pretending. Pretending to be something that they're not. Pretending to be somewhere in God that they're really not. And he called them a bunch of pretenders. He said that Isaiah, he spoke of you all and how that it is written of you, that how that you honored, you honoreth with your lips, but your hearts are far from me. He was saying that you have nothing more than a form of religion. You are nothing more than putting on a show, amen? He said, because you speak well, and you speak so elegant with your lips, and you praise and you worship with your lips, he says, but your heart, they are far from me. In other words, God is saying, you are estranged from me. He's saying, we're not together, amen? You, just because you're standing out your lips doesn't mean that I have all of you. Doesn't mean that I have your heart. Doesn't mean that you're trying to do things according to my word and according to my plan. See, because they were holding on to the traditions of the elders. Amen. It was the elders, amen, that established, amen, that you had to wash your hands before eating, before eating. It was those traditions like washing of pots, amen, and all these other things that the Scripture teaches us about. And they are holding on to that, amen, when the almighty God in flesh, amen, is trying to establish something true and something real that would not only address the physical need, amen, but it would address that which we really have need of, and that is the spiritual need, amen. There is something wrong with us, amen, spiritually, amen. And what is wrong is that we need a touch from the Almighty God. We need to be back in the fellowship, back into communication with our God, amen. And the only way that could happen, amen, is that if we give our Almighty God the opportunity to begin to work in our lives and ultimately fill us with His good spirit, amen. You'll find out that there are people, when you talk about 
of the Holy Ghost and how the evidence of receiving the Holy Ghost is speaking in other tongues. They begin to resist it. They begin to shake their heads. They begin to say, no, no, that was just for them back then. Amen. And all they want to hold on to is what was passed down from grandma and what was passed down from Ma. Amen. And what they saw Bishop so-and-so do and say, amen. Can I tell you, I got to throw that stuff out of the window. Amen. I got to flush that down the toilet and I got to have a made-up mind. I'm doing what Jesus says. And can I remind us what Jesus says? Jesus says you got to be born of the water and you got to be born of the spirit in order to enter in or even to see the kingdom of God. Can I tell you, I come with hands lifted. I come with a voice raised saying, Lord, whatever you have for me, I want it. I'm not here to resist it. I'm not here to kick against it. I'm here to receive it. He says, you are nothing more than pretenders. He says, it's because your hearts are far from me. It's amazing what we are capable of, of doing, our actions, that shows that our hearts are completely far off from God. It's far off from his ways of doing things. I have to examine myself on a daily basis. And I have to ensure that what I'm doing and what I'm saying matches up with what God's Word says. Do you know that, yes, I can read the Word of God, amen? But how many know there's a big difference to reading God's Word and doing what the Word says? Bible tells there's a huge difference in hearing God's word and in doing what God's word says. It's a big difference. It's not the same thing. Well, I read the word, okay? Well, am I obeying the word, amen, is the question, amen? And that's what Jesus is interested in. He's interested in me obeying the word, amen? He's interested in me applying that word, amen, to my life, amen? And I'm going to tell you something. I need somebody to tell me what the Word says, amen. I need somebody to teach me the Word, amen. I'm thankful and grateful for the day that the Lord led me to a church, amen, that told me that I need to repent, amen, that told me I need to go down in the name of Jesus, amen, that told me that I need to be filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost, amen. I'm so glad that I'm not, I wasn't like some people, but I don't need nobody telling me the word. I know the word. No, honey, I need the word, amen. I need somebody to sit me down and open up the book, amen, and put my finger, put my eyes on what the word says. I need to have an attitude that says, Lord, I don't know. Show me the way. Show me how to be saved. Show me how how to be delivered according to your plan. Be seated this morning. <coughs> and so he goes on and he's dealing with them. He tells them that out of your lips, but your hearts far from me. And understand what God considers that. 
he considers it no more than vain worship. He says, how be it in vain do they worship me? Teaching for doctrines, the commandments of men. I'm going to tell you this morning, and a lot of people don't want to hear this. They don't like to hear such things because sometimes it's very hard to, to receive. But all over our world, people are worshiping in vain. People are worshiping in vain. God looks at their worship no more than vain worship. Because in doing so, in worshiping, trying to worship God, they're not holding on to God's commandments. They're not doing it the way that God says to do it. They're doing it according to how man says to do it. Amen? And let me tell you something. This ain't some new thing. Amen? It's not a new thing that man deviates from what God says. Amen? And does it their own way. Amen? It's happened in the very beginning. Amen? With Cain and Abel. Amen? God told them that you must bring a lamb. Amen? If you want me to hear your voice. If you want me to be able to have communication with you, there has to be, amen, some atonement, amen, for your sins. And God required that they bring a lamb, a sacrifice, amen. Abel did it, amen. And when that blood flowed from that lamb in the eyes of God, that that lamb took Abel's place, and now Abel could communicate with God. But Cain, on the other hand, said, you know what? I know God said do it this way, but ain't nobody got time for all of that, amen? Ain't nobody got time to do all of that. So you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to bring God what I want to bring him, amen? I'm going to bring him fruit from the ground. I'm going to put it on this altar, and God just got to accept it. How many know that God is only going to accept what he says to do, amen? God's not accepting anything, and Abel is over there. God has consumed his sacrifice, but Cain is upset because God said, listen, that's not what I wanted, amen. You know what to do, and I'm not budging until you do what I say to do. Can I tell you, friend, I got to have a made-up mind. I want God hearing my prayers. I want God moving on my behalf. I want God healing my body. I want God taking care of my family. In order for that to happen, I got to do it the way that God says. And that must be blood, honey. That must be a sacrifice. And I got to have the blood. It's not a new thing for man to deviate and do it his own way. God tells them, go. Be fruitful. Multiply. Replenish the earth. You will always have somebody that is the real leader that stirs things up to get people to disobey God. There's always a ring leader. Listen, there's always a headstrong person. There's always a self-willed to do it that way. But I'm going to do it my way because I know, amen, I know what's best for me. I know what it says. And it's always a headstrong person. Always that strong-willed individual. In the book of Genesis, you'll read in chapter 11 about a group of people that were led by a mighty hunter. He was a strong individual. 
he knew how to get things done, amen, with his hands on his own. He was a mighty hunter. He was, his name was Nimrod. The Bible says the beginning of his kingdom was Babel, amen. And the Bible says that he encouraged the people to build a tower, amen, to reach heaven, amen. And them doing that, they disobeyed what God's word said. God told them to go and replenish the earth. They said, no, lest we be scattered abroad, we're going to build a tower that is going to reach heaven, amen. And God said, I'll let you, I'm going to let you know something. I know what you're trying to do, but it's not going to happen. At the end of it all, you still are going to do, amen, what I said to do. Can I tell your friend, I don't want to be arrogant. I don't want to be self-willed. I don't want to be full of myself. But I want to learn how to humble myself before the Almighty God and say, not my will, but thy will be done. Lord, whatever you're saying, help me to do it, Lord. Help me to apply it to my life, Lord. Help me to walk in it. Help me to obey it, Lord. Help me to do what your word is saying. Self-willed. Strong-willed individual. That will always, always reject God's word. Don't matter what God's word says. Doesn't matter what God is trying and where God is trying to take people. And how many know God's trying to take you to a good place? God is trying to do good in our lives. But it's always that strong-willed individual. They were strong-willed. They had it all figured out. In their own minds. And God said, listen, it's nothing more than vain worship. You're doing nothing more than teaching, amen, the doctrine and commandments of men. And in you doing so, you are rejecting, amen. You are laying aside what my word says. Many all over the place, people are laying aside what God's word says. God's word says you got to repent, amen, and then laying it aside, amen. God's word says you got to go down in the name of Jesus, and they're taking it, they're just laying aside, amen. God's word says you got to come as a child, and you got to be filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost, with the evidence of speaking in other tongues, and they're laying aside, amen. Also, they can remain on the deacon board, amen. Also, they can remain to be the head usher, amen. Also, they'll have their appointed time where they can get up and say some fastest sermon, amen. Can I tell you something? I don't need a position, amen. I need to be saved, honey. I want to be saved more than I want a position. So what if I'm not the head of the deacon board? I need my name written down in the last book of life. So long if I'm not the head of the usher board. So what if I don't have my own ministry, honey. I want to be saved above anything else. What good is there to have a ministry if I'm lost and I'm leading people down the wrong path. What good is that? It's no good. Be seated this morning. I need to be saved above everything else. God's word trumps everything else. What God's word says is what I must listen and I know 
it's not a hard, it's not an easy thing to do at times, especially when you're dealing with flesh. That's why you got to crucify flesh. Amen. You got to crucify that flesh. I've learned that when I pray that I'm letting God know I humble myself before you. You are right. I am wrong. Everything you say, Lord, it trumps every thought that I have. It trumps every opinion that I have. Lord, help me to come in the subjection to your word. Help me to humble myself. And you'll find something out that when you approach God that way, you feel God in such a strong and mighty way as you realize God just waited for you to get to that report, amen, to recognize I'm nothing without you. Lord, I can't begin to be thinking that I have done something great, amen. I've done nothing on my own. It's only by the grace of God, amen, that I stand here this morning. It's only by the grace of God that I am what I am. It's only by the grace of God that I'm in my right mind. And you think that I'm going to sit down on him? You think that I'm going to be quiet? I come to get my hands in the air. I come to lift up my voice and say, Lord, you're right. Your way is true. Your way is good for me. Holding on to those traditions. Holding on to the fried chicken dinners. Yeah, ain't nothing wrong with fried chicken. Might not be good for you. Physically, but it does taste good. But that stuff ain't going to save me. It's not going to save me. It's not going to cause me to be saved. And I'm talking about things that are handed down generation to generation that causes people to think this is what living for God is. And this is what it means to be saved. And this is what it means to have a relationship with God. You'll find out that those things will blind us to what the truth is. It'll blind us to a point where we can't even see Jesus, where we can't even feel Jesus, amen. We'll come to church and we can't even feel him, amen, because you'll find out that we, those things that we can't let go and that we can't do away with, that they will blind us to what the truth is. These people were blinded, amen? Truth was standing in front of him. You mean to tell me you couldn't even hear it? They couldn't even hear it in his voice, amen? They could not see it with their eyes, amen? I'm talking about he is healing people, amen, in front of them, amen, in their presence, amen? And it still doesn't cause something, amen, to, to, doesn't cause the light bulb to come on in their minds and say, wait. Wait a minute. Nobody can just do this, amen. This is not the work of the devil, amen. The devil doesn't give life. He takes life, amen. But you'll find out that they called him a devil, amen. And all he was doing was good. They was blinded to truth. Honey, I want my eyes to be open to what the truth is. He said you will know the truth and the truth will make you free. Help me to see the truth. Help me to understand that Jesus is the way. He is the truth. He is the life. Help me to understand it. Help me to understand it. 
that his word triumphs. It trumps everything that I've been taught. Everything that I've been taught. You know, the Bible teaches us that there's a time and a place to do things. Amen? How many know that God has order in his church? Amen? God don't just let anything go on. Can I remind us? We can't come into the house of the Lord in God's presence and think that God just going to let us do whatever we want to do and say whatever we want to say. God has order. He has order. He has an order of things. Amen? You'll find out that our services, we do our best to try to have it have an order. Amen? But at any time that God decides that he wants to come in and take control, come on in, Lord. We, throw in the, we, we can throw that out the window, Lord. You come in and do what you want to do. But outside of that, there's order. So there's a time where we worship, amen? The time where we're lifting up our hands and we're lifting up our voices. There's a time that we pray, amen, before service. There's a time that we... We do all kinds of things, amen. There's an order. There's an outline to things. God gives us that outline. It's, it's, listen, it's what is called structure. God believes in structure. God believes in things being done a certain way. But oftentimes, my way of doing things interferes with how God says do it. Friend, I'm telling you, I've learned from past experiences and so many mistakes that my way is the wrong way. And that doesn't bother me. That doesn't hurt me. Amen. Saying that, matter of fact, it keeps me reminded that you can never rely on yourself. You can never have confidence in yourself that Jesus' way will always work. Amen. Even though it seems like it's slow sometimes, amen, understand that it's working out for my good. And can I tell you something? If I make it to heaven, praise the Lord. Excuse me. This, I'm telling you the devil is trying to get me, amen, but I'm not going to let it get me, amen. I'm going to get this word out this morning. We need the Holy Ghost, amen. We need God's presence, amen. We need the Lord moving in our midst, amen. I tell you, we need the Holy Ghost. We need the word of God more than anything. We need to have a made up mind. Lord, I don't know nothing. All of my ideas, all of my preconceived ideas, I'm laying them aside, Lord, and I'm coming to you as a little child. I'm coming to you as a babe, and I'm allowing you to take me by the hand and lead me. It is the devil's job to cause people to reject the word of God, the truth of God's word. It's his job to get us to a point where we begin to question and begin to doubt. And begin to say, well, you know what, I, 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 don't, I don't quite see it that way. And when I say that, that's the problem. It's all about how I see it about what God's Word says. See, because the Bible tells us that in a man's eyes, 
I'm, listen, my right, my way of doing things is right every single time. In my eyes. Every time. But the word of God gives me a, a rude awakening. Word of God helps me to understand that my way leads me down the path of destruction. But his way will lead me to everlasting life. Can you imagine looking and anticipating and waiting for salvation, waiting for deliverance? And he's standing in front of you. And they miss it because they thought that he was going to come in a prestige manner. They thought he was going to come in a fashion that would deliver them from the being from the Romans and from the oppression that they was under. And they missed it. I can miss Jesus. I can miss truth. Because in my mind, I've caused myself to believe that it is a certain way. But Jesus comes in a whole nother fashion. He comes riding, he comes not riding a stallion, amen. He comes in riding on a donkey. He doesn't come with all prestige. He comes meek and he comes lowly. And in their minds, who is this guy? Truly, he's not the one. You know why? Because it wasn't how they saw it. And I'm going to tell you, it is possible for people to be sitting in a place where their salvation is. And because they've convinced themselves that church is supposed to be a certain kind of way, and it's supposed to be a certain kind of thing going on, that they miss their salvation. They miss their deliverance. They miss their healing place. I understand that there is hope for me. I understand that there is deliverance for me. I understand that that's where I need to be. I need to be where he is. Because you'll find out, yes, there are many places with big crowds, amen. But in order to get those, those crowds, they have laid aside God's word. And they're holding on to traditions. They're holding on to the way that man says to do it. Can I tell you, I want to do it the way that God says to do it each and every time. And God will save. God will deliver. God will set free. Let us stand this morning in the house of the Lord. He said, you lay aside commandments of God. You lay aside God's commandments so that you can hold to the tradition of men. He says you teach doctrines and commandments of men. I'm going to tell you this morning that we are in a world, a day and a time where people don't want truth. They don't want to hear truth. They don't want to hear that I got to repent. They don't want to hear that I got to be baptized in the name of Jesus. They don't want to hear 
that I must be filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost. You don't want to hear, listen, that you must, listen, not hop from church to church, but become committed to one place and learn, be taught of the Lord. And they don't want to hear that. People don't want to hear what God has to say. And because of it, people's chances are very slim. Very slim. Of entering in into those gates. And all the while he is there in front of them. He's reaching for them. He's talking to them. They can't hear one word. They can't hear the love. They can't feel the compassion. They can't see that a great thing is happening here. Lives are being healed and changed for the good. Blind eyes are being opened. They felt threatened. They felt threatened with their position. They chose that over the Almighty God. They wasn't satisfied until they nailed him to a cross. He wasn't satisfied until they pierced his side. And even after all of that, it didn't stop with him. The Bible says that Jesus rose from the grave. Three days. Three days. The day of Pentecost, he poured out his spirit upon his apostles. Three thousand souls was added to the church as they were filled with the Holy Ghost. Went down in the name of Jesus. And those same religious leaders persecuted the apostles, threw them in prisons, beat them. Stephen, amen, stands before them. You read about Stephen in Acts chapter 7. One of the most powerful sermons that was preached next to the one that Peter preached on the day of Pentecost. And the Bible says because they didn't want to hear, they stopped up their ears and they gnashed upon him with their teeth. They threw him out of the city and proceeded to stone him. Tradition and religion has always done its best to kill out truth, to stomp out truth. But I'm going to tell you something. Jesus said it like this. He said, upon this rock I built my church. He said, in the gates of hell shall not prevail against me. The church is built upon the fact that there is only one God. And his name is Jesus. Amen. And I'm going to tell you something. Hell can try to stop it out. Hell can try to destroy it. But hell will never overcome it. Never destroy it. I want to be a part of that. Amen. I want to be a part of that kingdom. 
that hell cannot prevail against. Hell is prevailing against a lot of people, amen. Hell is coming against a lot of places, amen. Because I'm going to tell you something. Just because you go somewhere doesn't mean the power is there. And if the power is there, not there. And if I, what I'm believing in doesn't give me the power to overcome and to put sin underneath my feet and live an overcoming life, then what am I doing? That's what he ascended to heaven, amen, and then poured out his spirit on us for so that we can have power, that we are no longer slaves, that we are no longer bound to anything, that we are no longer overcome by the enemy. You read in chapter 7. We didn't read it all. But Jesus ended it off as he spoke with them. He said, because you hold on to your traditions, you make the word of God of none effect. I'm going to tell you something. Because people have laid aside the truth of God's word, they can stand up and read a scripture out of the Bible all day long. But it has no impact. It doesn't have the effect on people because they're not preaching it in the truth. So people are sitting under it, but they still don't have power to change things in their life. They still don't have power over the adversary. They still don't have power over sin because it's not in truth. They're not preaching any truth. Help me to love truth. Truth will make me free, amen. Truth will give me power, amen, to overcome the enemy. Let's lift up our hands and lift up our voices. And let's call upon the name of the Lord. I feel the Holy Ghost in here. Lord, we want you, Jesus, more than we want what's been passed down to us, dear Lord, from generations before us, oh God. Oh Lord, we know, dear God, that we thought, dear God, that we have truth, Lord. We thought that we knew what was right, dear God. Oh Lord, but as we search your scriptures, Lord, we found out, dear God, that you have a different way of doing things, Lord. We understand, dear God, that you are doing a new thing in the earth, Lord. Oh, God, you're washing away men's sins, oh, Lord, in water baptism. Oh, God, you're pouring out your spirit, oh, God. Oh, with the evidence of speaking in other tongues, Lord. And whatever you're doing in this season, Lord, don't do it without us, God. We want to be a part of it, Lord. We want to receive it, Lord. We want to apply to our lives, Almighty God. We want you more than anything. We want you more than position, Lord. We want you more than recognition, Lord. We want your plan and your way, Lord, more than anything else. Almighty God, I invite us to come down to the altar this morning with our hands lifted. And with our voices raised, calling upon the name of the Lord. Oh, Lord, I need you to show me Jesus. I need you to...